Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Running Through My Veins podcast. So glad you can come back and listen to another episode. I have to apologize for not getting one out as soon as I'd like it to. It's been almost, actually it's been a couple months since I've put one out. Um, And I apologize for that. Been just really busy this summer with baseball with Quinley and summer vacations with the family and just going out and doing stuff. Um, at night, doing a lot, been doing a lot of fishing with Quinley in the evenings during the week. So just enjoying that time. Um, I did this interview here a couple months. Well, it was back in June when I did this interview shortly after Father's Day. Just haven't had the time to put it out, and I haven't really made it a priority to put it out, and that's on me. Um, but this interview was with uh, Kyle Thompson. Kyle is with the founder and host of Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. And I really enjoy Kyle's podcast. It's awesome for men, um, those who are trying to push back darkness, as he says, and uh, live the faith. He is a real man. He really is very spiritual and really goes after what Jesus is calling him to do. And it was really fun to just talk to him. And I really hope you enjoy this this podcast today. Um, without further ado, here is Kyle Thompson. I do have to make. Oh, there we go. I do have to apologize in advance. We're having a tree cut down in our yard today, so if uh, you hear chainsaws going, that's what's going on. Also, um, many of my listeners know, but I'm in the works of redoing my studio. So okay. I'm- in my son's room right now so that's why with the chainsaws in my son's room so i had to make an audible today so um today we have kyle thompson on from the undaunted undaunted life a man's podcast kyle welcome to running through my veins um it's a pleasure having you on i actually uh you know to get guy people on guys such as yourself all i've been doing is just doing um cold cold uh emails or um, messages on Instagram. So I appreciate you getting back to me and coming on. Absolutely, man. It's that's part of the thing about building the show is it's a grind and you'll have people that'll accidentally ignore you. And then you have people that'll purposely ignore you. Uh, yep. but I, I know exactly how it was for me as I was kind of coming up and trying to figure things out and get people on and you just got to get lucky. So I feel like to a certain degree, it's a little bit of giving back and it's like, Hey, it's, you know, it's 30, 45 minutes of your time, you know, let get, get yourself out to a new audience and then move on. So happy yep. to be here, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So I was actually listening to your recent interview, um, with John Eldridge yesterday, just going back and listening to some stuff. And like the purpose of my podcast, and it's very similar to yours, just with a little different vernacular, right, Um, is to advance God's kingdom. Um, Four years ago, I went on this journey of self-discovery, lost a whole bunch of weight. And I don't know if you've listened to any of my story at all, but um, recently here I had a little hiccup. But in that interview with John Eldridge, um, he mentioned how in society today we're focusing a lot of people are focusing on the kingdom without the king. Um, and I would just kind of like to hear your feedback on that because I thought that was such a, a huge point in that interview where he had, where he said that and I was like, it, it hit me like, yeah, you look at today's society with COVID with everything that happened in the past year and even two years for me, like that hit me right in the gut. 
Mm-hmm. So what, what, how did you feel about that when he said, yeah, I love that quote where, you know, they want the kingdom without the king. And, you know, I've said that over and over and I've heard something similar to that before. So I don't know if he coined that or if he, he picked it up from, from past wisdom, but really the, the overall idea is that people are trying to usher in this new utopia. And so when I say people, I'm using that as a macro category for what you might call the political left, uh, non-classical liberals, people that are maybe just more on on the left side of of the aisle, you know, strict atheist, agnostic, materialist, scientist, you know, scientism type folks. And all these people, they want the goodness that is described in scripture, but they don't want the giver of that goodness. And so, but the thing is, is with that worldview is it falls apart pretty quickly because when you start asking questions, Travis, and you start asking these people like, okay, so um, uh, a small baby is murdered by ISIS. They have their head chopped off, right? I just read a book, two books that had, you know, that described Mm -hmm. in it. They're like, is that a bad thing? They're like, oh yeah, that's bad. And then you just ask them based on what? Says who? Yeah. Why, why would you describe that as bad? Because guess what? That ISIS zealot, that soldier, that Islamic fundamentalist, he thinks what he's doing is appropriate. He likes what he's doing. He thinks it's great. Why should he be wrong? And the thing is, is if you have no moral law with which to differentiate between good and evil, you know, positive and negative, good or bad, then then everything kind of falls apart. And so these people want utopia, right? They want mm-hmm. this Marxist view of a perfect world where there are no races and there are no genders and there's there's no, everyone makes the same amount of money. Everyone's equally amounts poor and all those different things. And at the end of the day, it's not a sustainable worldview by any stretch of the imagination. So that's just a very encapsulated way of saying it. What John said, they want the king without the king or they want the kingdom without the king. Yep. And- so I mentioned uh, that I went through this whole life process. I'll give you a little bit of my backstory just to kind of catch you up. And and then I want to hear your thoughts because I do this podcast not only to help other people, but mostly to help myself because I am a broken, I'm a human, you know, I make mistakes constantly. Um, so three years ago, I was on this big trajectory with my faith. Um, I'd lost a hundred pounds. So I was fit as a man. I felt mm-hmm. good. I felt good for my family, for my wife, for my two kids. Um, and I got this job opportunity that I thought was, it got reached out to me, right? So I thought God was reaching out to me. Hey, here's the next, here's the next step in your life, right? And so I took this job, not really realizing or not really doing all my, all my homework as far as, you know, how is this actually going to impact my faith? my family mm-hmm. time and everything like that. So I went into this job and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, a lot of hours expected of me, a lot of folk, more focus on the job rather than my family. And I felt as a family man, like that's my focus is to help my family. Yes. A job does do that provides for my family, but it, I felt it was harming my family. So I quit and went back to my old job, not in the exact same position, in that time, I had fallen away from all my routine, my routine of waking up, working out, reading scripture, getting grounded in my faith before going out and doing whatever I needed to do for the day. Um, so I went back to this old job. In that time, I actually, so I'm a volunteer firefighter. Um, I went to a town uh, a little farther away to get work done on my, my compound bow before hunting season started. And um, actually witnessed a teenage girl attempt suicide. She jumped from an overpass onto the interstate. And me being a first responder, hey bud, 
my son just walked in <laughs> me being the first <laughs> responder um you know immediately everything just kind of automatically kicked in um i've seen a lot of things being a firefighter and emt this one hit me way different just being she was a teenage girl you know had so much life in her you know me questioning why she would do something like that it really hit me so i got really depressed really fell away from god um actually started uh looking at pornography again and really you know just self-destructing in inwardly um your whole podcast is about being resilient you know resilient in your faith resilient in your life if someone was to approach you with that story as i just did what would be the best advice that you could give them to kind of come out of that because i feel like because honestly it's been a long road i mean this happened in the end of 2019 all of 2020 i felt like this you know me being in my head echo chamber you know all the self-destructive things that men can do men can do so yeah what's the, what's some advice that you can give me and to other men or women that are in that sort of situation yeah, a couple of things come to mind, Travis. And, and the first thing that comes to mind is a lot of guys, they say they don't, but they love beating themselves up over past sins. They love it, mm -hmm. right? And so you just mentioned the end of 2019. We're sitting in the middle of 2021. I would ask you, like, why are we still talking about this? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that that's kind of my approach to it because it's like that happened. You can't change it, right? You can yep. only connect the dots looking backwards, not looking forwards. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to, you know, carve a path moving forward. And mm -hmm. so I and I've had guys that have have admitted things to me that are, you know, on a scale way beyond even what you just described. And it's family and, you know, started banging the secretary. How does that, how, how can I fix that? Oh, mm -hmm. I can't. Um, so at the end of the day, I try to tell people you have to look forward because, and the other thing about it is, is either Jesus's death and his blood and his sacrifice covers your sins or they don't. Right. Sure. And so yeah. that's not carte blanche to just go out and do whatever the hell you want because, you know, Jesus got my back. Jesus died. No big deal. Yeah. It like, that's, that's not the point at all. But the point is, is like, at some point you got to give yourself a break and I don't mean take it easy on yourself. That's a completely different thing, but it's like, yeah, I have these guys that are just crushing themselves with this guilt over things that they've done or said or witnessed or whatever. And it's like, you can't do anything about it. So that's kind of the first thing. Mm -hmm. A second thing that I would say is, isn't it interesting how when your discipline falls off, everything else falls off? Yep. So there's a, a pastor here in my community that talks about this. He talks about when he knows he's about to backslide and he knows he's about to backslide when he stops flossing, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. It mm -hmm. sounds absolutely ridiculous, but flossing sucks. Who likes flossing? Dentists yep. don't like flossing, right? Yep. But yeah, me personally, I'm a flosser. I floss every single night, even when I'm camping out in the middle of nowhere, I'm flossing and burying my, my dental floss or throwing it in the fire or whatever. But that's the thing is he knows when that little discipline goes out the window, the other ones are going to go out the window. So he's going to start sleeping in a little bit later. He's not going to be working out as often. He's going to allow his schedule to, to, to bog him down more. His eyes aren't going to bounce off of the waitress's butt. Like he's, he's going to be doing all the things he doesn't want to do. And it starts with flossing. And so I would tell you, you have to be disciplined in the small things. Because one thing that most people don't understand is when people look at pornography or go in that direction, it's because they're bored or it's because they're trying to self-medicate or it's because they're, yep. they feel bad or they're depressed or whatever the thing is. It's really, really hard to be depressed when you're exhausted from working out. It is, yep. It's really, really difficult. And it's also hard 
for you to find the space of when am I going to look at this? And, you know, how can I make sure that no one in my family finds out and all this, all this conniving you're doing? If you are wiped out from your workout, it's very, very hard to do. So like last night, when I got home from jujitsu, I lost about six pounds at jujitsu class last night because I mean, we just, we don't really turn on the AC and we just freaking get after it. Mm-hmm. And whenever I got home, I had just enough brain power to make eggs. Right. That was about it. Like, and I normally read and I'm like, there's nothing going on up here right now. I'm just going to sit there and veg out and watch fights on television. And so it's one of those things like you've got to stop beating yourself up. But at the same time, you have to be disciplined. Right. Mm -hmm. So many people live a, a random life where they do random things at random times. And then they're surprised when they don't end up somewhere that they like. That's powerful. I appreciated that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, this is not only helping others, but it's helping me because I am, you know, I'm learning as I go too. Um, so the question that I had was, uh, worship music in church and all, um, it doesn't really connect with men a whole lot anymore. Um, more so women. So you're just your thoughts and reactions to that. Yeah. So that goes back to episode 176 of my podcast. And, uh, as I was telling you a second ago, I don't really know my, my episode numbers by heart, unless guys ask me about it a lot. So I get asked about that episode quite a bit. It's called contemporary worship music is for women and effeminate men. And so that is based statistically because mostly women consume that type of content, but also for me growing up, I didn't really grow up in church, but whenever I go into those settings, when I go back into my mindset in the late nineties, early two thousands, and, you know, hearing this worship music and thinking, man, this stuff, this stuff sucks. I don't really like it. Like I was way more attracted to kind of the heavier music. So mm-hmm. stuff that was coming out of solid state or, or some of those, some of those bands, you know, Zayo at the time and living sacrifice and Toll and, and, and stuff like that. And that just aligned with my taste quite a bit more than, you know, Michael W. Smith or, you know, pick, pick a random, you know, band from jars of clay or something like mm-hmm. that just didn't really speak to me. And as I kind of grew up and as I kind of matured, I noticed it was because I think it was the lyrical content. Like the music was really soft and I'm not really into soft music, but even soft music that I am into, I like better than that. And it's partially because the lyrical content for this was treating Jesus like he was a puppy dog or like he was, you know, like a boyfriend or something like that. And I just didn't really align with that. And I didn't really agree with it. And I I promised for about three years on my podcast that I was going to do an entire show about contemporary worship music. And then I finally got it done because it was kind of a a big thing to kind of put it out there. And the response has been overwhelming from guys that have been sitting in these churches and thinking to themselves, man, I'm not feeling any of this music. Like I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling the lyrical content, but I don't know why most of these guys, they couldn't encapsulate why they were feeling the way that they were feeling. And so I kind of put words to it and I basically told them, look, it's not your fault. Because I had a guy tell me to my face, because I don't like contemporary worship music, I'm probably not saved, right? Mm-hmm. And just yeah. last week, another friend of mine reached out to me and said the same thing. He said, hey, a buddy of mine said, he, a mentor of his said he was really concerned that he didn't like worship music and he, he's questioning his faith because of it. And it's like, it all comes down to music, right? Mm-hmm. And if we go back to the ecclesias, like these little groups of people that would meet in the town square and read this little bit of parchment from a single letter from Paul and get together and sing music and, and do all those different things. All they had to sing about was the glory and grandeur and power of God and the sacrifice of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They didn't add all this other, oh, he loves you just the way you are and everything's so cute and everything's so fun. And, oh, Jesus. Like yep. it wasn't any of that. And so I think for a lot of men, 
when we're seeing men not paying attention in church, when we're seeing men not attend church, they let their wives and kids go, but they stay at home and watch golf or play golf or do fantasy football Mm -hmm. or something like that. Part of that is because there's nothing connecting them to what they're doing there. And it's because the sermon content is more effeminate. It's more grace focused and not justice focused, which doesn't appeal to most men. I am using generalizations here, but at the same time, the music goes in one direction And it's amazing when I have these worship leaders reach out to me and they say, hey, Kyle, I've been making some changes to my content that I'm putting out there, changes to the song selection because of the things that you said, because I'm concerned for the men because I have started looking out in the crowd and I see the women really getting into it and they're having a good old time and, you know, they're crying and they got their tambourine. And then you got the guys that are just like, hands in their pockets, like grief. When is this going to be? Oh, oh crap. Another song. Oh, let's sing the chorus for the 14th time. Yeah. That's a great idea. And so uh, again, I know I'm being presumptuous about a lot of men, but that, that kind of encapsulates the concern I have with worship music and a lot of people. So we're getting close to on our time limit here. So last, one of the last questions I want to ask you is just because I'm new and starting out to all this. Um, how did you get into podcasting? Like, what is your story behind wanting to do Undaunted Life? Yeah, so Undaunted Life actually started, uh, we we did a devotional for you version of 21 Day Devotional called uh, Undaunted Life, A Man's Devotional. Uh, so I'm really great with naming things. I just put a man's <laughs> blank and I just kind of fill in what I'm going to end up doing. But we initially tried to launch Undaunted Life as an excursion-based ministry. Right. So I actually took uh, guys in my foxhole out into the middle of the woods and I basically beat them up for three days. And and we we did this spiritual, mental and physical resilience training. Um, And it was it was the weekend in Oklahoma where we got more rain than at any other week, uh, three day period, of course, uh, than any time during the year. So everything was soaking wet and the logs that we were doing our PT with were soaked. And like it was it was a brutal situation, but we didn't get as much traction with that initially. And there's there's a lot of you know, stuff that comes up when you're doing excursion-based stuff, because what if someone's leg breaks, right? What if it's a serious situation? You're in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Where's the helicopter going to land if we need a helivac? Like where, where are these situations going to take place? There's a lot sure. of things you have to think, think through, and it's still something that we might do in the future. But then I guess it was just kind of the, the natural thing where it's like, okay, I have all these opinions. I have all these thoughts and I don't want to write a blog because I don't like writing. I don't like typing very yep. much. Right. Yep. And so it just became like, okay, I guess I'll do a podcast. It was kind of like a all shucks kind of a thing. I guess I'll do this. Mm-hmm. But the thing about podcasting that most people, because again, the, the kind of the running joke is everyone has a podcast now, but most people's podcasts are junk. And the reason is, is because they don't put the requisite amount of effort into it. Mm-hmm. They don't try to get better. Right. So they don't, they don't get better equipment. They don't try to write better content. And also they'll go months without posting. And then all of a sudden they'll, they'll pop back up and they'll post an episode. And then it's like, you're not allowing your audience to get consistent with you. So when I listen to Albert Moeller, I know that aside from holidays, Albert Moeller is going to have an episode Monday through Friday, every week, Ben Shapiro, unless there's some sort of obscure Jewish holiday every single day during the week, he's going to post an episode. So you expect that for me, every single Thursday, since we started this, we put an episode out. Now, when crazy things have happened, terrorist attacks, or you know, the attack on the Capitol, you know, all these things go down, I'll record something that day. But sure. every Thursday morning, it's ready to go for you for your morning commute, right? And yep. so people have grown to understand that and they expect that. And so I guess the thing podcasting too, is just a little bit cathartic for me as well. Cause I have all these opinions going on in my head. My wife's not really big on like news and philosophical topics and all these different things. She doesn't want to talk about worship music with me. And so uh, we have other things we have to tend to. And so this is a way for me to basically get in my studio, you know, turn the mic on and just riff. And then, you know, guys react to it. Cause they're thinking the same thing. Yep. 
Okay. Last question that I've asked several guests. Um, uh, what is running through your veins? So that may be like what you're excited about, what's upcoming. So, or what you're passionate about right now. So Kyle Thompson, what is running through your veins? Yeah, essentially right now I've, uh, well, I'll back up just a little bit, even though I didn't really go forward at all just then. <laughs> so I asked guys uh, recently, I had, you know, about 180 podcast episodes at the time. I said, Hey, if you had to pick three or four episodes that encapsulate undaunted life or encapsulate Kyle Thompson or encapsulate our philosophy, what, you know, which ones would you pick? And, you know, I got a bunch of different answers. I probably got two or three dozen different types of podcast episodes, but every single person that I reached out to said the same episode. All of them did. And it's episode 104 of the podcast and it's called Your Foxhole. Mm. So it's this concept of building a godly and manly foxhole, building this group of men around you that are constantly pushing you to cultivate spiritual, mental, and physical resilience on a, on a constant basis. And most men don't have that, or if they have something similar, it's not great. Sure. And so that kind of overwhelmed me because I was like, yeah, I kind of threw it out there. Like, this is just kind of a concept that I think is important. But these guys are like, no, no, this is the concept. This is the thing that I've been trying to get figured out with my life. And so it's like, okay, so um, we're currently in the process and I don't know when you're going to be releasing this. So it might be out by then, but I have recorded kind of a seven part series of how to do that. So sure. my team, we're trying to figure out the best way to put that out uh, because we were going to put it out with this app and we're having some issues because they don't, they don't exactly like some of the words or phrases I use. And, you know, so we're, we're kind of doing a little bit of back and forth with that. You know, we want to put it out there to where as many guys as possible can view it while at the same time making it you know, uh, something that's viable for us because we do take donations. We do have people that support us and kind of what we're doing. And the thing is, is we can't do what we're doing without support. Like people get all weird yeah. about fundraising and all that. It's like, okay, well, I can either ask you if I can have some of your money or I can ask no one and then we just disappear. And so it's like, you know, which do you want? It's like you give money to things and to people that you find value in find yep. value in. Like, it's just, we do that in everyday life. You would never hire a guy, you know, to, to mow your lawn and then be like, you know what, you should just do that for free because yeah. it's great for me. And I don't really care about you. No one would ever do that. And so that that's the big thing for me right now is getting that message out to people. I'm going to speak at an event in uh, Colorado here soon, and maybe in Missouri thereafter, where it's that concept of how do you build a godly and manly foxhole? Cause men are lonely. Men don't have friends. You know, men don't have anyone they can count on men are loaded up with 6 p.m. friends and they have zero 3 a.m. friends. Yep. So you got a bunch of dudes that you can call or text up until about 6 p.m. and they'll help you out. But if it's three o'clock in the morning, you got nobody. Yep. You know, so you need 3 a.m. friends in your life, Travis. You need guys that when you call them at 3 a.m., as they're answering their phone, you can hear them grabbing the keys to the truck, putting their boots on, you know, putting their gun in the holster, like grabbing the shovel. They're ready. They don't yep. know what they're showing up to, but they're figuring it's dangerous and they might have to bury a body and they're just, they're down, they're down for the cause, right? Yep. We don't, men don't really have a lot of that going on. So that's, what's running through my veins right now is trying to make sure that guys can formulate that and get that going. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on, uh, running through my veins podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It, it does really mean a lot for someone like you to come on um, for episode 15 of my podcast. And <laughs> thank you very much.
Yeah, it was my pleasure. And again, to your listeners, uh, you can easily find us at www.undaunted.life. And anywhere you get your podcasts, whether at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just search for Undaunted Life because there's a million Undaunted podcasts. We are Undaunted <laughs> Life, a man's podcast. We just broke into the charts for Spotify and Apple Podcasts here recently. So yeah, that's where that. you can check out our stuff. I saw that post. Congratulations. That's that's incredible. Thank you very much. Yep. Hey, have a good day, Kyle. You too. Yep. Bye.